Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. What's going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, your guy Cody here. Also joining me, very good friend of the show, Mr. Zach Boyd himself. Zach, how you feeling, brother? I haven't really talked to you after the Colts Sunday night football win against yeah. the 49ers. How you feeling about that, man? Man, I'm just I'm still riding that high, Cody, to be honest with you. I mean, what a crazy way to win a football game. We would have never probably ever thought you're going to San Francisco. You don't think this weather is really ever going to be that type of an issue out in California. Uh, but lo and behold, it was. Um, the Colts found a way to win ugly, uh, but also had big plays. And I think they had they had everything going. And we have a little bit of momentum back-to-back -back wins, which means so much to me as a Colts fan. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm just ready to talk ball with you. Absolutely, man. And you mentioned it was it was a nasty game, right? It was a monsoon type of game, right? It was disgusting out. You know, I'm amazed that Carson Wentz was able to get 150 yards, honestly, with how bad it was out. Um, but, you know, the, really the big reason why the Colts were able to win, and we call it win ugly, they still won by 12, was the fact that their offensive line was the healthiest we've seen all year, right? And in the best, probably, it's been the last couple weeks. Now, the Colts got Quentin Nelson back at left guard. Chris Reed at right guard, he had actually, interesting enough, you know, when the Colts signed him in the offseason, everyone's like he's going to be a primary backup. He actually got more snaps at right guard than Mark Lewinsky, the incumbent starter of the entire season. So now, man, you factor in that the Colts now have two really quality guards. They have the best guard in football, and they have Chris Reed, who has been fantastic. And then, well, by the way, Matt Pryor on the right side has been holding it down as well. Give me your thoughts, man, on this offensive line from last night, the last couple weeks, and just your overall impressions of them so far. Yeah, Cody, I came away super impressed, um, especially the last couple weeks. They've seemed to kind of gel and get a lot more cohesive. Um, you mentioned Chris Reed, and anybody who listens to me on Twitter or, or follows my podcast, me and Stevens, um, we are all for Chris Reed. Give us more Chris Reed out there. Um, he just makes a difference. You know, he filled in so well for, for Quentin Nelson. It was like, I don't want to say you can never tell he was ever gone, but you really felt like you had a solid NFL backup to take his role. I think he's, you know, Frank Reich made a very good point. He's earned the right to get more snaps, right? And yes. that's what he did. That's what he went out there and did against San Francisco as well. We just look better, Cody, when he was out there. Um, you mentioned he, he out-snapped him by 20 snaps. I would think moving forward, 
um, in the not-so-near future, he will take the lion's share of all the snaps, and he'll be your full-time right guard. That's just a guess. It's just call it a hunch. Um, maybe Frank goes one more week and says, hey, we're going to kind of back and forth and split those reps because I know Frank is such a player's coach. He hates to throw a guy like Mark Lewinsky under the bus. You know, probably the biggest quality that Glinsky's had to this point, he's just been available to play football, right? Like he hasn't dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, but other than that, um, Chris Reed's a better player. Um, you got to play the best five. You know, I, I think that's just the way to go. You got to play the best five. And I've came away super impressed. And do we need this line to come all the way back for this Titans game? That would be amazing to get Braden Smith out there. I don't know. Fingers crossed, but we'll see. Yeah, seriously, that would be a huge boost to the Colts to be able to get Braden Smith back. He practiced on Friday. Colts were optimistic about him this week. Obviously a little bit more optimistic about T.Y. Hilton, but they're still optimistic that there's a good chance Braden Smith will play. But before we move on to kind of talking about that a little bit more in depth, I just wanted to kind of just talk about how good Chris Reed has been. Uh, just some more, because I feel like we've been talking about it a lot more recently, but like this has been one of the better signings in terms of bargain value that the Colts have had in a long, long time. I mean, Chris Reed has been putting in the work, man. I think, you know, you mentioned how good he's looked. He looked at filling in for Quentin Nelson. It was almost to the point where I was like, he doesn't need to be a backup. He needs to stay on the field. And I'm so glad that the Colts elected to do that. You know, we've seen them in the past. And I don't know if you'd call it mismanaged. I don't know if that's the proper word. But, you know, you think of guys like Adam Vinatieri in 2019 when he is hurting the team and the Colts are simply refusing to address it. You know, and, and there's other instances of like like that as well, right? Where you're just like, why are you not playing or giving yourself a better option to win, right? And I was just pleasantly surprised and very encouraged that the Colts saw that too from Chris Reed. And they decided, no, you know what, Mark Lewinsky, we know what he is, right? We know that he's an average guard, which still on your offensive line, if that's your worst link, your weakest link, that's still a really darn good offensive line. But the fact that Chris Reed, when filling in for Quentin Nelson, was one of the better guards in football, statistically speaking, I mean, that should go to show you if he can continue that play at right guard, what he's been doing the last couple weeks, pair along with Quentin Nelson. I mean, that guard tandem, man, that is that is probably one of, if not the best guard tandem in all of football. I mean, there's there's no question, Cody. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, when you go back and watch the film, and and I'm just a huge fan, you know, Colts football nerd. I love going back and watching the rewatching the game and watching the film in slow-mo when he latches on to people. I mean, they're not getting away from him. I mean, when he makes contact, Chris Reed is deciding where that player goes. He's moving people out of the way. Um, and more importantly, Cody, he's getting to the second level. That's why you see yes. Jonathan Taylor being able to climb and have these long runs. He's a key component. Um, you know, I know he had some really nice combo blocks with Matt Pryor in that game as well. Um, but he's a guy who I would hope that Chris Ballard, you know, I think the smart thing to do for me, I don't know if his agent will go for it just because of how well he's played. I'd sign him up right now for a, for a, you know, a one or two year extension and go ahead and see if you can't get him on a, on a solid deal right now and just say, you know what, we don't want, we don't want to get into a bidding war. Let's just get this guy for, for, a reasonable deal. Now, if Chris Reed wants to bet on himself and play it out and go for this big contract and feel like he's maybe earned a little bit more, maybe similar to kind of what Glowinski did three years ago, right? Like here was a guy who really nobody, you know, had he didn't really hadn't found a home yet. Well, he ends up getting a three-year, $18 million extension. 
that's something that you may see, you know, Chris Ballard go out there and do with Chris Reed. Um, Glowinski, honestly, if you flipped him, Cody, and I, and I just thought about this today, if you make Glowinski buy in on the fact of being your backup guard and said, hey, we'll sign you to like a, a, a small two-year, you know, maybe a one or two million a year to have you as a serviceable backup, I still like that. Like, I don't mind yeah. Glowinski having to come into a football game in a situation if one of those two guys get hurt, but I just sit back and close my eyes and I think about, you know, you've got Quentin Nelson, you've got Ryan Kelly, you could have Chris Reed and you could have Braden Smith. And we don't know what they're going to do with that left tackle yet, but my gosh, man, I mean, that is a very good building block to having a very good cohesive offensive line, man. So like you mentioned, uh, Chris Reed, unbelievable. Um, might be, I don't know, is he, the, is he the best signing that Chris Ballard, you know, free agent signing that he had this offseason at this point? I mean, it's worth thinking about. I mean, I think strictly free agency, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's definitely proven that, especially for the small deal that you got him for. Like, I cannot believe you signed him for that little that you signed him for, for all the – he's clearly outplayed his contract already so far this season. Uh, I love that that the Colts do this sometimes. They get these players that are right on the edge where they're not going to get a ton of money – but they can turn these guys around, right? You think Xavier Rhodes last year, where they signed him for virtually nothing. And, you know, he comes back and has one of his best years. Now, I know this year has been a little bit different, but you know what I mean? Like, the Colts have done this a lot, sure. and it's worked the majority of the time. And I love that, man. I definitely think you're right. I want the Colts to extend Chris Reed because he's only 30. So he's still, especially the life of a shelf life of an offensive lineman, it's a lot longer traditionally than a lot of these other positions, right? It's a really a lot longer. And so I definitely think a guy like Chris Reed is worthy of a contract extension. Then you lock in your offensive line, especially your interior for the next couple of years. Don't have to worry about it. Don't have to address it. That's one less thing you had to address. You know, Zach, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, if Chris Reed didn't emerge or he didn't play him or whatever, he didn't sign him, right guard might actually be a position you have to address next year. But the fact that Chris Reed's played as well as he has, I think you don't have to really address it if you bring him back. You really don't have to do a whole lot. And for roster construction, we know how much the Colts need work in certain areas still. right? They're not a perfect football team by any stretch of the imagination. The record will tell you that. But one position I don't think they have to worry about if they do indeed lock Chris Reed in for the next couple of years is that right guard position. And now you think you have Braden Smith re-signed. You have him. You have Kelly, who you re-signed a couple off seasons ago. You, you're going to extend Quentin Nelson. So really you got to figure out left tackle and your offensive line's intact one of the best units in football, and... Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And then you got Matt Pryor, who we got to talk about as well. Man, I tell you what, it's funny. I tweeted a couple days ago. I said, man, can we just continue to trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, please? Because they just keep giving us these gems of players for virtually nothing. I mean, Matt Pryor was traded for a late, late round pick, man. And he has by far exceeded expectations. Like, and then some. Like, he has been fantastic. It's weird, man, because like I have a friend who's an Eagles fan, and I texted him right when the Colts traded for Matt Pryor, and I said, "Tell me about Matt Pryor." He's he basically said, "You're not gonna love him. 
he, he's not very good. You know, he's going to drive you crazy. He has potential, but he's going to drive you crazy. And I was like, oh, boy, is this basically just Sam Tevy 2.0? That was my biggest question. But, man, he has proven not only my friend wrong, but I think all of us wrong. Nobody expected this from Matt Pryor. And I don't think it's any coincidence, Zach, that with Chris Reed and Matt Pryor in the lineup, this Colts offense has really started to find its stride both running the football and passing the football. I mean, we all give praise to Carson Wentz, and rightfully so, but let's give praise where it's due to this offensive line, man. They have protected him so well, especially that right side of that offensive line, especially those two players in, in particular. And, man, they keep opening up run holes for Jonathan Taylor and company. I mean, let's give credit where it's due, man. These two guys have been excellent finds by Chris Ballard and company this offseason. 100%, man. You couldn't have said any better, Cody. I mean, Matt Pryor, I had – I don't have many Eagles fans, but anybody that – anything I read about him was negative. There was not one person to a man, Cody, that said, you know, you're getting a good one or he has the, even the potential to be a good one. Everybody – everything I heard was he was terrible at pass blocking and he's just not much better at run blocking. And that has been – just not true. I mean, it, it, that's just not worked out, at least for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I can't speak for how he played as far as an eagle, um, but dude's doing – I mean, he's he, he is a man amongst men out there on that right-hand side. I mean, he's he is moving guys as well. I mean, you want to talk about as good as Chris Reed's playing, I mean, in his own right, in the same breath, you've got to look at what he's doing. I mean, he's really moving the pile. Um He's been beat a couple of times um, or with really athletic edges, you know, just a couple of times. But you're that's football, man. I mean, you're going to have to live with that. I, I don't think he's been bad at all in pass pro either. I think he's been very, very solid. Um, but you talk about Chris Reed and Pryor over on that right side. You can run the football. I mean, I, I think it was always exclusively before this, Cody. You always wanted to run behind Nelson and kind of Kelly and that left tackle, whoever they were. Now you can spread it out and you can go left. You can go right. You can really stretch the ball out because these guys are are a little more athletic now. Um, and it also makes it good for Frank Reich. He doesn't have to rush Braden Smith back. And we all know he's not rushed Braden Smith back by any stretch of the imagination, you know. Um, but you feel good. He's also a guy maybe you go out and sign to a one- or two-year, you know, a veteran minimum extension and make him your swing tackle. You know, he's probably not your tackle of the future, um, but very, very serviceable. And I would say this, if they were to extend Chris Reed, um, you probably put yourself in a position where you would have to draft your left tackle at that point just because – Big, big contracts have already kind of started coming through. You're going to have a massive um, – Quentin Nelson's going to set you – know, I listened to a podcast earlier this week and said he's not only going to set the set the bar for, you know, for guards, it might even be two years. Like, it might take two years for that price to go up so high to even surpass Quentin Nelson. Like, he's going to get fringe left tackle money as a guard. So, that's kind of crazy to think of, but – if you lock up Quentin Nelson, you lock up Chris Reed for, say, a couple more years, maybe four, five, six million dollar range, you probably have to go out there at that point and find a left tackle in the draft. And you just do. And right now, we're on the track to be picking in the second round. I'm not even thinking about the first round because we're winning two, we've won two games in a row. We've got a huge home game coming up. And we're talking about the playoffs, man. I mean, we're not talking about a first round pick. We're in the middle of something right now. 
And it's funny, we're starting to get healthy just at the right time, Cody. Um, so super exciting if you, when you watch that offensive line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point that I want to touch on again is like the fact that the Colts really haven't had great depth, especially at tackle. So I feel like with how good Matt Pryor's played, you almost have to bring him back. You almost have to, you'll get him as cheap as you can, but bring him back on a couple year deal, you know, kind of the Joe Haig situation, right? Where I think Matt Pryor is personally more talented than Joe Haig. I'm just going to say it physically, he is more talented and he's played fantastic. So why would you not bring him back? Now, I think it's come to the point, I don't know if it's quite to the Chris Reed level, but like as good as Matt Pryor's played, and some people have brought this up, so I just want to get your thoughts on this. Do the Colts potentially look to give him some looks at left tackle when Braden Smith comes back? Because, I mean, Eric Fisher, we've talked about, and we'll talk about Eric Fisher as well. We'll kind of transition to the left tackle as well because you mentioned it. Um, Do the Colts potentially look to kind of rotate like they did with right guard? You know, give Matt Pryor some looks at left tackle, and if he is as good as he was at right tackle, maybe they elect to to play him more at left tackle. I don't know. What are your thoughts overall on that? You know, I can see that side of it, Cody. I really can. Um, My gut tells me they won't do that. My gut tells me they're going to stick with Eric Fisher regardless and kind of let him work through things. It's funny because as really bad, and I hate to say the word bad to Eric Fisher, a guy who hurried up and got back from this injury so fast and really did everything he could to be a Colt and play his contract out this year. Like, he didn't baby that injury. He fought to get back. Um, he's he's a very good run blocker. Like, he's not a liability whatsoever in the run game. You can just tell, and he's admitted it, you know, in the press conferences, he's just about that 10 or 15% away. He lacks his explosiveness. So really, really good athletes. And we saw it against, you know, Nick Bosa, which Nick Bosa does this against everybody. You know, it's not just, you know, Eric Fisher picking on him. Those great athletes, they kind of get him on. I call them getting him on skates. You know, they get, they've got him and he anchors down way too fast. So he's what he's trying to do is basically just stop that guy in his tracks. But when he does that, these great athletes have such good hands nowadays they're able to maneuver around or slip on the inside and, and, and you know, get these coverage sacks on him. Um, he's just not been good in pass pro. Um, to double back to prior, I don't have a problem with him out there and trying him on the left side. I personally think he's where he needs to be, though. I think he's a right tackle um, because I think he struggles a little bit athletically as well. But when you put him on the right side, that's where your road graders are. That's where your, you know, your heavy run blockers. And it's just a little bit different style. Um, it was explained to me by a guy who evaluates football in the offseason. When you take a guy from right tackle who's played his whole career and move him to left tackle, it's almost like being a left-handed pitcher and saying, no, today you're going to be a right-handed pitcher. I know it sounds simple, but it's not the same for some reason. And your best freak athletes – 
are always out there on that left side. Um, these guys, a lot of times at left tackle, Cody, they don't even look like linemen sometimes because they're so, such in good shape. They're just a block of muscle, you know, that, that can that are just credible, credible athletes, freaks of nature, honestly. Um, so I think they're going to let Eric Fisher ride it out. Now, if he gets hurt, you've got a hell of a backup plan, and I would not be scared to put Pryor in there at that point. I wouldn't be scared to do it at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I would I would throw him out there in a heartbeat in the middle of a game in a pinch. Um, but my thoughts, my feelings, I think Pryor will go back and be your swing tackle on the bench, um, and I think they're going to roll with Eric Fisher one way or the other. Yeah, I'm right there with you on Eric Fisher. I know there's been a lot of debate about it, but I think you just got to give him time to get fully recovered. Like, the, the good news is he's still good at something, right? It's not yeah. like he's been out like, terrible at everything. Like, you know, he's been really good at run block, and you mentioned it. I mean, you know, say all you want, but like, and I know PFF grades, you know, it's iffy, it's spotty. Uh, the fact that Chris Reed isn't in the top 10 for Colts is just absolutely insane to me. But, you know, they did give him a good grade on, on Sunday Night Football going against Nick Bosa. I think a lot of that obviously was the run game, the, the way the Colts were able to establish the run, the, the way that he was able to help out in that way. So I do think, yeah, once he kind of gets back in pass protection, I, I do think he'll be fine. At left tackle now as far as like the future for left tackle i'm kind of up in the air right now if you bring him back or not based off of how he's played right now i wouldn't but you know he can still get better he really can and he knows that so i think if he can get fully fully healthy he came back earlier than anybody thought you mentioned it people were saying he could miss half the season right and he came back week two so i mean you got to think like you know if people were saying that for him to be fully fully recovered it's starting to get towards that time now where you feel like, okay, now is Eric Fisher going to get back to close to 100% for the first time this season? And he's already good at run blocking. I think, like, if he just continues to work on getting fully back in pass protection, this offensive line is going to just – I mean, it's going to get better. I just think it can. So, all right, last thing I want to talk about here, Zach, in regards to this offensive line. So, say all the starters are back. So, say Eric Fisher, Quentin Nelson – Ryan Kelly, we'll say Chris Reed at right guard, and then Braden Smith at right tackle. You have some quality backups in Glowinski and Matt Pryor. And also Danny Penter. I want to give him credit as well as at the center position. Where would you rank this offensive line fully healthy, playing to their capacity? Where would you rank them against anybody in the NFL right now? You know, that's, that's really difficult because – the unfair part for us is that we've not got to see our whole offensive line 100% healthy. Um, so it's really hard to evaluate them. I don't know that we, we will – this will be the first time that we've seen this combination if Braden Smith marches out there. This will be the first time – because if you remember last time, you know, Braden's used to playing with Glowinski. He's never played beside Reed. I think they're a top five offensive line. I'm not ready to go there with the one, two, or three yet because I still think that Eric Fisher is a liability in some cases. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out too, you know, to kind of double back on what we talked about earlier, Cody, think about this, and I want the Colts fans to think about this. Eric Fisher and Dio had the same injury on the same exact day. Dio's not even played a snap this year, and Eric Fisher's already gotten his body and gone back there and played. If Dial had came back in week two, he would be lacking that explosiveness. He would be lacking some of those things as well. So, you know, for everybody who wants people to gut it out and they, we want these players to play, their, get to earn their money and go play and hurry up and get back, well, if you're going to get them to hurry up and get back, you're going to have to deal with some of these, you know, growing pains. I would be willing to bet 
six, seven weeks from now, Eric Fisher is a just an almost a vast different tackle, to be honest. If he can stay healthy, his body will get just a little bit better every single week and work its way in. Um, but to answer your question, I think we're top five offensive line right now. Probably put us around five, um, just, just inside that. And then if we can get down the season and as the season goes and we can gel and we can get these guys in up to game shape, we got something special, man. I'll, I'll put it that way. And when you talk about run blocking, I'll put I'll put us up against anybody when it comes to run blocking. I mean, we are going to smash people in the mouth when you've got all five of your real starters. And I'm inserting Chris Reed and I'm calling him a starter. You put those five guys out there. You put out Fisher. You put out Nelson. You put out Kelly. You put out Reed and you put out Smith. I think we can run against anybody. You know, I, I think the real telltale, and I've got it circled on my map, Cody, is against the Buccaneers. I want to see five of our healthy guys, capable guys. I want to see us do, you know, have that mono and mono matchup against the Buccaneers because nobody can run against the Bucs. But I got a feeling we can run a little bit, man. I, I just do. I think we're nasty on that offensive line, and I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, we – the Colts have really started to establish the run, yeah. man. They, they've done what they have wanted to do for a long time. They are finding an identity now, and, and that should be scary for teams down the stretch, man. Teams that are playing the Colts now, they're getting hot because this Colts team now has found this identity in their offensive line. They found this identity in their run game, and now they find an identity in the passing game. So, I mean, overall, man, this offense it starts with the offensive line. If they can protect, if they can run block well, I mean, this team, the sky's the limit, honestly. You know, started off very slow. Obviously, the Colts didn't win for a couple weeks. We're like, what in the world is going on? But we knew if they could all gel and stay healthy, this team could beat anybody. I mean, honestly, they could. And I think they still can, especially now with Carson Wentz playing better than any of us have ever imagined so far this season. So very exciting stuff, guys. But uh, I hope you guys liked our conversation on the offensive line. Zach, I know – I didn't know how long this was going to go. I just said, let's talk about this offensive line, and we'll see how long it takes us. Uh, a little over 20 minutes. So that's a pretty good number for this podcast. But uh, appreciate you coming on, man. I'm really excited about this unit and this team moving forward. Yeah, Cody, man. Thanks for having me on. I, it was fun, man. I just kind of got lost in it. We didn't know how long we were going to go with this podcast. But it was super awesome talking about this offensive line. And I'm excited to see what we're going to do, especially if Braden Smith trots out there against the Tennessee Titans this Sunday, Halloween. Um, man, I hope it's all hands on deck. Absolutely. And the Titans are a little bit banged up too. Like, you know, they they are hot right now. We'll just say that. The Titans are, are a very good football team right now. They've been just beating teams down. But reality is the Titans are a little bit banged up right now, especially on defense. So I think the Colts have a really good opportunity – now with the fully healthy Carson Wentz, right? Because you remember that matchup they had before, Wentz was nowhere near 100%. I would say maybe he was 50%. Yeah. Right? He was, He shouldn't have been out there, let's be honest. So right. I'm excited for this matchup. I really think the Colts have a good opportunity to take it to the Titans, make it one and one on the season between these two teams, and get themselves primed in position to potentially take back the South. We shall see how that matchup goes, man. But thank you so much for coming on, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. What do you guys think? Was there a topic that you guys wanted to talk about in the comments? Let us know. Was there a topic that you agreed with us on, that you disagreed with us on, or any additional comments that you had? Let us know, guys. That'll do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And as always, go Colts.
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.